Welcome back to Chop for Time. Uh, Thomas here, joined by Ben and Jacob once again. We're going to be... High five, yeah. Jacob. Oh, wow. Yeah. High fives? Yeah. Come on, oh. Thomas. Oh, okay. No, don't get this hit is, one. This is so crazy. <laughs> this, is, wow. this is a whole new... It's a new week. Most most everyone is still sleep deprived from oh. Empower, so yeah. got to keep high energy here this morning. My brain really struggled to function this morning. I made it through Sunday pretty well. My, you know, I, it, I must have compartmentalized that Sunday was still part of last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this morning I woke up and I was like, Rolls into this is not part of, part of last week. <laughs> so my brain is, it was a good week, it but was. it was, it was a hard, it was, I'm tired. Yeah, I would, <laughs> I would say so. But, say uh, so. and, uh, yeah, so for those of you who somehow don't know, based on the people who usually listen to this. All um, three of you. Yeah, all three. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, appreciate you guys. Yeah. But yeah, Empower last week, it was crazy. It was bit busy. And we all had a lot of stuff going on. I know Ben had a lot of big pastoral conversations going on for church in general. Um, I was stuck with a pile of middle schoolers all week. Um, <laughs> the phrasing of that is so accurate. <laughs> yeah, <right>? pile. <laughs> really <laughs> were literally, stuck, yeah. stuck in pile. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jacob, you were doing our devotionals every morning, um, teaching. Well done, by yeah, the way. And they were, well they were done, fantastic. Yeah, yeah the, as, as we all we all went, we all went through coffee the, the By the fourth day, I was like, "Oh goodness, I need to be creative." But what yeah, else can I do? Yeah, I mean, doing something every single day is. By the yeah, the second or third day, you're like, oh, "Okay, here we go. Let's keep <laughs> keep this yep. going." Um, but no, they're really, really great. Um, Thank you. They so we actually did like devotionals with the kids. It was uh, Jacob led into devotionals each week, mm-hmm. and our small group uh, that we met with each evening really want to do devotionals as part of our Sunday night program. That's good, and um, which is pretty cool. So we're we're going to try and implement personal devotional time, like ten minutes of personal devotional time into yeah. our Sunday evenings. Which yeah. we're going to give Jacob all the credit for that. Good yeah. job, Jacob. Yeah, he Good led job. into that well. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that was that was my week. What about you guys? Any anything? I, th- I think everybody was just kind of wrapped up in, in Empower. Uh-huh. That's, uh, you know, whether we were yep. staying here or, or not, that's kind of one of those Yeah, weeks. you guys ended up being like the, hey, we need another weed yeah. whacker yeah. type of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, that that's one of those weeks here at church that it's kind of an all hands on deck type yeah. of thing. And, you know, I mean, there were some you know, life issues and pastoral issues right. that arise on a weekly basis yeah. that had to be dealt with. But, you know, we, we go into those going... Hey, this is your week. Be yeah. ready, even yeah. if you're yeah. not playing a scheduled role each and every day. Be ready too. Yeah. Your scheduled role is to not have one and be ready for anything. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So throughout this month, we're going to be um, spending. Is it four weeks? Do we have four weeks this month? We have two more. Two more. Yeah. Um, on so our total. on our study around in empower or empowerment, mm-hmm. and um, Mike Williams spoke last week, mm-hmm. um, sort of kicking us off into. Uh, in the actual week of Empower. Um, and uh, I have to say, he's much harder to track with the camera uh, than than anybody else that we've had up yeah. front. You know, especially when he goes and sits right beside you. He's like, how do we film? Yeah, that was that was a fun thing. It was great. You know, just him sitting there having a one-on-one conversation yeah, with yeah. me in the front row. I'm like, um, hi. Okay. All right. We're doing glad this. He, okay. he picked Kalen to come up to the he front could, and he, he could couldn't have not picked. have picked a better person <laughs> yeah. to, yeah, really. to be excited and happy to, to be excited. I mean, just like a little puppy dog about something that's incredibly awkward yeah, and that yeah. everybody else is in that moment. It, once they get a hint that the preacher is wanting to 
identify someone, pull someone out. Yeah. They're just like, please don't be. Yeah, yeah. And Kaylin's just like, okay, whatever, <laughs> yeah. let's go. Yeah, we have a few people that I would have I would have loved to have seen what would have happened if they, you know. I don't know if, are we supposed to name names at no, that point? But, no, oh, okay. no. But, uh, <laughs> there's, no. there's some people I just would have loved to have seen what would have happened if it was someone who is less uh, extrovertedly inclined. That's that's phenomenal phrasing right Thank there. Thank you. If we're going with alliteration, <laughs> that is phenomenal mm. phrasing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then uh, yesterday we dived into Acts 2. Yes. Um is it dived? Is it dove? Is it dove? Uh, divin? Dove. We have divin. We have divin this into uh, Acts I'm chapter two. Okay. Um, season <laughs> two. Uh, uh, <laughs> this one is a long season. <laughs> this, this is a long intro before we get to the passage. Uh, skip intro. Yeah, skip, yeah, recap, skip recap. Skip um, <laughs> recap. It's all recap. <laughs> it's all recap. Yeah. But yeah, so Acts, Acts chapter 2, you kind of split it in, almost into two sections. You had that first chunk, which is about the, the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. which is very much the empowerment and how in Acts chapter 2, they were very clearly yes. empowered by the Holy Spirit to share the gospel mm-hmm. and to preach. And then you spend actually a little while diving into preaching yeah. and sort of the effects of being empowered by the Spirit to preach. Mm-hmm. Um and it's interesting, I feel like preaching isn't something that people talk about on Sunday mornings, ironically, but actually like a philosophy behind preaching um, or the reason behind preaching or the fact that preaching is still important, especially with, you know, big house church movements going mm-hmm. on and small groups being a big push these days, which is fantastic. Yeah. Small groups are, are great, but there's a big move almost away from preaching mm-hmm. or almost this stigma against preaching. Yeah. I mean, it's this kind of old fashioned yeah, it has been has been for a couple decades now. I think we're starting to see a little bit of an upswing of that of the resurgence in our mm-hmm. awareness of the relevancy and the importance of preaching mm-hmm. um, as as a as a body of believers. But yeah, you're right. I mean, there's there's been a definite drifting away uh, from the importance of preaching, and and even in cultures that it was still given a level of importance. It was almost like, well, we have to come up with a new way to yeah. do it, to present it. There has to be a, a new, more relevant type approach right. that we take. And you know, while while on some level all of the all of that is true, it uh, it gets dangerous because at that point we get our hands in it. And anytime we get our hands in it, we tend to typically mess things up. Right. right. And it becomes more about us than anything. Yeah. But mm-hmm. let me just a trivia question here. Um, Oh dear! <laughs> <laughs> what other what other faith on the planet um, utilizes preaching? I don't know if I know enough about other faiths. Uh, is this a trick question? Is there uh, it's, it's, it's it's not a trick question, but right. they're they're none. Right, they're none. I mean, it's the Christian oh. faith right. that we pretty well center what we do as a you know as a congregated body right. not necessarily throughout the week through the great commission lens but the congregated body is it's built around a, a monologue mm-hmm. of our holy scriptures right um, mm-hmm. and, and then we're the only faith that does that right um, and what I highlighted a little bit yesterday was that's exactly where the early church started 
the first thing that happened, very first thing that happened when the early church was born was Peter stood up and delivered a sermon, mm-hmm. a fantastic sermon, mm-hmm. by the way, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, I mean, this maybe is a whole different conversation, um, but I've had a lot of conversations with with uh, people from a uh, Muslim or, mm-hmm. or Islam background, um, and especially there's a place in England which is, it's I can't remember the name of it, but it's known as Debate Square. And it's this big square, uh, sort of public park type area, and there's big podiums. And basically someone gets up and says something, and then other people debate with them, mm-hmm. just live in this big square in the middle of London. Um, and it's usually Christians and Muslims yeah. debating things. Yeah. And it is amazing to me, out of all the Muslims I've met, they have far more knowledge of their yep. beliefs mm-hmm. than most Christians I know, um, which 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 is a testament to their dedication to learning what they believe. Oh, absolutely! You know? yeah. Which kind of puts us to shame a little bit, and that's kind of why we're diving into this idea of biblical literacy, really learning how to dive into the Bible, and 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 it's important stuff because if we do ever get into conversations with people with other religions or with no religion, we need to, we need, it needs to be obvious that we know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Do what what do mean? you believe? Why do you believe it? Yeah. And that's, that's kind of the foundation of it. Yeah. Um, anyway, but that anyhow. was a little bit of a rabbit trail there, but, um, but yeah, so, uh, let's talk about the Holy Spirit real fast because this is the first chunk of mm-hmm. chapter two here. Um, uh, no, obviously it talks about things like, speaking in tongues, and in other passages it talks about other spiritual gifts, which we didn't dive into too much. We've right. kind of talked about this a little bit before, mm-hmm. about spiritual gifts. Um, but I always find it really interesting the way Jesus said that it's better that I leave, because you always think, well, obviously it'd be better if Jesus was here, yeah. you know. Um, but the Holy Spirit is clearly a important character yeah. to to be yeah. here. And the, the conversation... Uh, from the message yesterday that kind of led us to where we were, you know, where we're going with this study is, you know, Acts chapter 1, Jesus is still with them. Um, You know, he's still in instruction mode at that point, basically. Uh, So there's an external source of teaching. There's an external source of inspiration and an external source of instruction. Jesus goes away. He ascends into heaven. They're given instruction to go... (laughs) Go into Jerusalem, pray, go do something, man, you know? Yeah. Uh, so they do, and it around 10 days, you know, we're, the day of Pentecost is 50 days at Penta. You know, it's mm-hmm. 50 days after Passover. Jesus resurrected on Passover. So now we are setting 40 days. He ascend, You know, he resurrects, spends 40 days, ascends. Then there's about a 10-day period to where they're in Jerusalem just seeking God, praying, fellowshipping together, in the upper room, and the promise of the Holy Spirit comes. Uh, To them, in this room, whatever it looked like, uh, it came as the sound of a mighty rushing wind, like a hurricane to those that that were there. And then there was a physical evidence of it. Um, Number one, it was visible that Luke could only attribute to almost like tongues of fire that, that, that landed on them. Yeah. Uh, and then when they went out from this upper room, you know, the the square, the market square out there was absolutely packed. It would have been teeming yeah. with life because the festival of Pentecost, mm-hmm. the, the, the 
Feast of Pentecost was taking place. And about 9 o'clock in the morning, they're seeing all this stuff <laughs> happening. They think they're drunk because yeah. basically they're talking um, and this this gift of the Spirit of speaking in tongues on the day of Pentecost was they were speaking in their native language, and everyone else, regardless of ethnicity, regardless of background, cultural diversity, what you know, language challenges, no matter what type of dialect language that they spoke, yeah. they were hearing yeah. in their native languages. It was a supernatural event of right. the gift of tongues on the day of Pentecost that the disciples were speaking. And people yeah. were hearing in their own tongue, in their own language. Yeah. And that's, that, this was this empowerment moment mm-hmm. uh, that Jesus talked about that, you know, in John 14 of, hey, there's another coming. You know, there's another comforter, another helper coming. And, you know, the, we, I mentioned briefly that, that Greek, the Greek word for another that we, you know, that we get the word yeah. another for is alos, which means yeah. of the same kind. So Jesus wasn't making a differentiation He's like, hey, this, uh, you know, the, the minor league squad's going to get called right. up here uh, yeah. in the, the Holy yeah, Spirit. Yeah. He's still in training, but he's good. Just have a little... Here's my intern. I'm yeah, go yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> have some patience hey. with him. He, he'll be fine. Just yeah. overlook him in some cases. But no, he's like, right. it's the same, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Um, and I think that maybe the one of the most important points that I made... Uh, hopefully that the congregation went away with in this section of it is that uh, the Holy Spirit is God's divine plan. He is as much a part of the plan of redemption as Christ's coming is. Right. Yep. So he's not just a an audible call to the line yeah. of scrimmage, like, oh, we got to figure something out now. Yeah. Let's, so, Holy Spirit, tag, you're in, go. Yeah. So. One of the things you brought up is about how the Holy Spirit does convict us, you know, um, and it... it uh, there's something that, I mean, this is pure speculation because I don't think there's anything in the Bible about this, but something I'm just I'm just curious about was, was the level of personal conviction or even personal, the spirit within you type of experience where either you're convicted or you're in a moment of worship where you just, you feel it. Mm-hmm. Would that have been different pre- Jesus ascending. Do you know what I mean? Like, did those before have the same level of conviction? Kind of like the recognition yeah. of wrong? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, again, pure speculation. Right. I don't think there's an actual answer in the Bible. I don't think it really talks about it necessarily. Um, uh, but it would it'd be really interesting to know. Yeah. As far as the level of it, I don't know. I think that, mm. you know, because we're, we're switching, again, from external to internal uh-huh. here, because external conviction in the Old Testament time, and even when Jesus was on the earth would have come that conviction would have been coming from an external source the law right you know, yeah, yeah violations mm-hmm. of the rules and stuff whereas we talked about that last night with the youth yeah. and but the pharisees challenging external behavior mm. when jesus came along he challenged right. internal behavior right. exactly so i yeah. you know there's a it, it i i would mm. think that the conviction probably hits a little bit harder in the new testament church mm. just because it's coming from a source within it's an internal right instead of an external thing yeah. because it's almost like a, you know an external source of conviction. I mean, it's still going to hit, but mm-hmm. it's someone else or something else telling yeah. you. But you know, you're kind of serving yeah. a, a barometer that's coming from internally. Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, it's yeah, it's an interesting one. You know, it's, it'd be really not something we can do, but it'd be interesting to experience the difference. Not something we can do, but right. still, right. Um, 
But yeah, so this was like your first point is that like preaching, effective and true preaching begins with empowerment from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, which is obviously it leads into Peter's sermon. Mm-hmm. You know, Peter who notoriously terrible with his words, his actions, his <laughs> everything. Ev- everything. Just, just with life. Yeah. The moment <laughs> yeah. The moment he's empowered by the Spirit moves into this incredible, incredibly powerful thing. It's just you know? amazing. Um, just amazing. Which which shows that it doesn't matter who we are, but when the spirit moves, good things happen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um so yeah, that, that was kind of your first point of like, and that's kind of why every time we get up to preach, we do that same prayer of, God, remove my words, step in, fill me, speak through me. Exactly. You know, because we want this Peter stuff to happen. Yep. Um, it's not just this ritualistic, fake, humble thing that we do where we're just like sounding extra holy. It's like a genuine, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> please don't let this be my words. <laughs> please, please, please. <laughs> you know. Um, uh, and then you moved into your second point, which I think, you know, we're, we're all very four is this idea of like we preach the words mm-hmm. in in the bible yeah 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 it's we are whoa <laughs> crazy <laughs> Wait a um yeah i mean i don't again trying not to go too far down the rabbit hole and get too soapboxy here but we we see very clearly here in this message and <clears throat> jesus's message and any other messages that you can see is Preaching the gospel, preaching mm-hmm. God's word, and um, and dividing it rightly is about taking the scripture and un- unpacking it. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. even the right word, but articulating what the scripture says and digging deeper into you know the the ex the expository nature of it. Uh, what was the context of it? What was the culture of it? What would it have meant uh, to the people that were hearing it? The a direct audience. What would it? What was the author trying to say to the direct audience? What does it say to us as an indirect audience? Right. Because we're we're not yeah. the in in a lot of these yeah. cases yeah. to the letter at Rome, the book of Romans. We are not the direct recipients of that right. here in Grace in Kentucky. We're just not. We're right. indirectly affected by it because it holds truths mm-hmm. uh, that that instruct us, that guide us, that convict us, that challenge us. All of those things, but. And that's what Peter did with this, is he took I, I, you know, 12 out of the 23 verses that make up his sermon, mm-hmm. 12 of them, over half, he's referencing back to the Old Testament in Joel 2 and Psalm 16 mm-hmm. and saying, this is what this means. Yeah. <laughs> what you're seeing, what's happening, what's going on, what you don't understand here, this has already been talked about. Yeah. It's yeah. not like it's crazy new. So... Um, you know that 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 just comes into the importance of we don't have to create the material. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't have to create it, um, and Scripture will speak relevantly in our culture today, and it will yeah. speak relevantly in our culture tomorrow. And for however long yeah. we're still here, it's going to speak relevant. Scripture is relevant. We don't have to make it relevant. Right. Uh, and that's Woo! that's where we get that's where it gets dangerous <laughs> is when we feel like we have to make it relevant. Yeah. And and it is really popular. There's a lot of modern day preaching out there that is more like behavior modification, behavior modification, or even just like nice philosophy. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of Hobby Lobby signs 
preaching. <laughs> do you know lobby No, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like preaching so. that come like all the only thing that people can walk away from the preaching is this one little phrase that had some alliteration in it that sounds really nice that you would find in a Hobby Lobby sign, mm. you know, um, you know, some at 40% like, off. Yeah. Yeah. Of the time you get <laughs> yeah. The coupon, right? But, but there's a lot of that and it, and it all sounds really nice and it, it doesn't even make it untrue. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But, but there's a difference between literally teaching the word of God versus teaching good philosophy yeah. um, good philosophy is good yeah. the bible talks about good philosophy yeah, it does. Um, but there's a whole other level that, and depth that can be reached mm-hmm. um, when you uh, teach from god's words mm-hmm. versus yeah. your own yeah. you know um, and i think that that's kind of undergirded with that third thing that we saw in, uh-huh. in peter's was that christ was exalted yeah i mean it was just yeah. um that was the message was just permeated with it. Right. This is all about Jesus, his birth, his life, his death, yeah. his resurrection, his ascension, and his return. Peter yeah. hits all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's I think that would probably be the big di- biggest difference between modern day fluffy preaching yep. and biblical preaching yeah. is one does tend to either maybe not necessarily exalt ourselves, but emphasize ourselves mm-hmm. you know make ourselves kind of the main yeah. characters mm-hmm. you know here's 10 10 biblical truths to better your life yeah do you know what i mean it's more about bettering your bettering your life as opposed to the biblical truths mm-hmm. versus like how incredible is our savior yeah let's go over that again yeah like, exactly <laughs> do you exactly know what I mean? yeah. um, and that because the more that he becomes our focus and when yeah. he is his image is sharper in our lives then our lives are going to get better right regardless of if it matches our definition of better or not. Yeah, yeah. There's the sticking point. And that doesn't actually make sense because you would think learning practically how to make your life better would bring you more happiness and joy. But there's this weird supernatural thing that happens. The deeper your faith gets, the closer you get with your Savior that um, brings you this unexplainable joy yeah well, you know? let's just you know, let's just exalt him yeah right now just by saying this concept that we're talking about um, is not a foreign concept to him because the author right. of hebrews tell us tells us that it was for the joy that was set before him that mm-hmm. christ endured the cross right. suffering pain torment than probably what any of us will have yeah. to go through it was because of the joy and that joy is you and I, mm-hmm. friends. It's you and I and the, the gift of salvation, that gift of grace. That's why Christ endured the hardships and the sufferings he did of the cross because of that joy. Yeah. That's just amazing. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think, I mean, it's, it's a good litmus test for anywhere you go to a new church. It's finding a church that exalts Christ. Yeah. Like, first and foremost. Yeah. And, and I'll uh, say this. I've said it a couple times to the elders. I'm... Ask them. Jacob's been part of our elders' meetings, you know, since he's been here. And and one of the things I'd that like I to be invited. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just, just kidding. I'm okay. I'm I've, right I've been in a few so, elders' meetings, and I'm okay with yeah. that. <laughs> um, They're actually pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. I ask them at the end of every: Is there anything that I'm doing that I need to do better? Is there anything that I'm not doing that I should be doing? Yeah. You know, right. let, let's open this conversation up. But. I've told them frequently, and I tell the congregation frequently, and I'm going to tell everybody who's listening here now, if my preaching ever gets to the place 
that I'm not exalting Christ, that God is not the one that's being glorified and exalted in my messages. I want to be held accountable for that. Right. Hold, you know, come to me and let me know that, hey, okay, it wasn't bad, but really didn't see much of Jesus in there. You know, yeah. God wasn't, ex- I, I, hold me accountable for that because that's, right. it's just my endless babbling, <laughs> if not. Uh, Jacob, was there anything in the, in, from yesterday that stood out to you? I know you were running a camera, so sometimes it's harder to. Yeah. It's just the way Peter used scripture. I'm, I'm just like, you know, do we, can we, can we do that today? Should we? Or, and I, I just had a lot yes. of questions ringing through my head. Like, what did Peter do that we should also do? Right. Uh-huh. And that, that's a big question, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's one worth asking. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember the last time I quoted Joel. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that dude? <laughs> I know a Joel. I don't like to quote him. Um, not the Joel in the Bible, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I figured. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it, it's a good, I, yeah. It was just an enjoyable reminder of the importance of preaching. How preaching is supposed to work, our ethos in preaching, um, and and you kind of closed with with was it two or three points on the response that should happen? Yeah. Um. Obviously, there were three thousand added to their number. Mm-hmm. That day. Yeah, because, I mean, we saw, as a result of that sermon, there was conviction, there was conversion, and mm-hmm. there was continuance. Mm-hmm. You know, that's we see in 37, you know, 237, that they're asking, what must we do? Right. Um, which, regardless of what your approach is and what your philosophy is on preaching, uh, whether you agree with what I'm saying here or not, right. conviction should always be... You, you yeah. want that question to motivate your listeners to go, whatever presentation you make, the question raised within them of what must I do? Right. Okay, what is this asking me? What's the yeah. challenge? What's the, what's the ask for me in this? Regardless yeah. of your philosophy and the approach of how you preach and what is biblical right. and what's not, there needs to be this question asked of what's, what does this require of me? Mm. Yep. What does this mean to me? So we see that happening. Then we see the conversion. We see that in what is it, forty-one, uh-huh. uh, where he's talking about the three thousand being added. We, you know, again, cultural difference. Three thousand. They in that culture, they would have right. only counted right. the males. They would have only counted men. So that that number isn't even giving an account of the women and the children that would have yeah. responded. It could have easily been upwards of nine to ten thousand, maybe more. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but then you know the continuance, the Acts two forty-four, and they continued steadfastly, hmm. um, mm-hmm. which I think is is still something that we need to look at today right. with our continuance. And and that's you know then I just very quickly at the end just talked about hey, um, number one, just remember your past failures, your present failures, and even your future failures yeah. uh, do not disqualify you from God's grace, from God's love. And that in and of itself should lead us to that question of what must we do Mm -hmm. uh, for this. And then we talked about never aging out. You don't age out of doing God's work. It may look differently than what it did in seasons past in your life, but it's never, we don't hit that age. There's not a retirement age to where we say, okay, well, I'm done now. Um, The moment that I'm done, I hope, is the moment that I cross over and meet Jesus face to face. Right. That's, That's when I, that's my retirement plan anyhow. Yeah. Uh, kind of sadly in the physical too, um, 
<laughs> because that's, I'm, I was looking at my portfolio the other day, and I can retire about three days after I die financially. Um, <laughs> but then that uh, that third point, uh, and the last one was we're just commanded, you know, the great command, the great commission, just preach the gospel, man. Yeah. Just share Jesus. That's what we're called to do. Yeah. But yeah, as as someone working with youth um, and, and and younger people, I can definitely say that for the older generation, there is nothing more effective in young people's growth than having strong elderly leaders, um, either taking them under their wing or leading them or showing them by example, because typically they have far more experience yeah. uh, under their belt. Especially, you know, if 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 you've been a believer since you were six years old and you're now. 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, whatever that might look like. Um, I know in my life there was nothing more influential than strong, godly, elderly people yeah. in yeah. my life. You know, even, they had, even Paul had a mentor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Um, so you know, it, yeah, sure. Maybe you're not doing service projects in the town, you know, throughout the week like the like the younger people have been this last week. But um, leading and growing the younger generations is. It's incredible to see that happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, absolutely! Yeah. And I'd I'd love to see this church start to move in at some point to the, like a mentoring type of thing, especially for our young people, yeah. and seeing some of the older generation really pour into the younger folk. You know, okay. um, but that was my two cents for yeah. the day. Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jacob, any any closing thoughts? I'm just. <laughs> I'm just glad we got through in power. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, it was something. But uh, yeah, I mean, the uh, hopefully this this type of stuff does help us all keep each other accountable for preaching yeah. and keeps us motivated to preach in the right way. Um, you know, and hopefully our our method of preaching can change, but the message stays the same. Amen. You know, every you know. Culture changes, the way that we might do things changes, but the message stays the same, Amen. you know. Um, so, yeah, good. Well, uh, where are we going next week? Staying in Acts. Okay. We're going to we're going to look at some more uh, practical application. Really, we're going to be heavy on practicality. Cool. This uh, this month, so we'll remain in the Book of Acts and seeing some of that uh, empowerment in motion. Because we've seen the preaching, we've seen uh-huh. the results of it in kind of the continuance. So that was where we left off was that with that continuance of Acts 2.42. And then we're going to look at uh, how that plays out a little bit. Very cool. Nice. Very cool. Awesome. Well, you'll hear from us again next week. Um, and uh, yeah, join us on Sunday. If you aren't able to make it on Sundays, we do have the live stream. But we really encourage you to come back and join us. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. Church so. in the church is better than church on the couch. <laughs> that didn't even make sense when I said it. Well, oh, yeah, I know what you're saying. We should just okay. put coaches in the church. Ooh, yeah, like what? I don't have enough people falling asleep during my messages. <laughs> Remember, it's boring in there. Oh yeah, you yeah. caught the beginning of my message. I, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we'll talk to you again next week, and thanks Go for joining take us. A nap. <laughs> All the best. Bye. <laughs>